0: marlo editor-in-chief of breitbart news and author of the best-selling book breaking the news and this is the breitbart news daily podcast merry christmas to all of you i did not have an omicron christmas maybe some of you did uh, but not me sadly though i did have a bit of a china christmas and i explain uh, what i mean by that and what i thought was a sort of semi-profound revelation about how the ccp is controlling us even more than we might think let's go brandon i agree Big Joey Biden delivers what is perhaps the best soundbite of the year. We play it throughout today's show. And we hear from President Kami Harris, and she explains that the biggest threat to our country, spoiler alert, it's you. You're the biggest threat. Plus some hot Kwanzaa talk. All that comes up on the broadcast today, because apparently some Republicans are into the Wokus holiday now. Two guests today, Congressman Jim Jordan, on what Republicans will do once they retake power assuming they do and filmmaker and daughter of hollywood royalty amanda milius joins me yet again on alec baldwin's bizarre christmas message which he delivered very breathily like this and he told santa to wear a mask which is very strange and anti-science and uh corrupting the children but hey uh that's the least of the bad stuff alec baldwin does And uh, China's literal and figurative ownage of Hollywood that develops as well. We'll get her thoughts on that, plus uh, a lot more fun stuff with her. But before we get into all of that, did you know that there's a conservative advocacy and benefits organization with more than 2 million members and counting? It's AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC has become one of the most important conservative organizations in America. Joining AMAC gives you access to money-saving benefits, cutting-edge news, and a magazine full of insightful takes on today's most important issues. But most importantly, AMAC is working tirelessly to preserve the freedom secured by our Constitution. With a full-time presence on Capitol Hill, AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, weaken our borders, and replace your freedom with government controls. So stand with me and over 2 million patriots by joining right now at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. That's amac.us forward slash Breitbart. The benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Join today at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. For me i lived a little bit in a bubble i guess because everyone was pretty happy um at my uh christmas and you know i think all the adults who were there were vaccinated i did not check and i'd not ask everyone um and the kids are young the ones who are there but um and the dogs by the way i mean sometimes it does get passed from human to animals and um they had a lot of leave-ins on the floor so it was a big christmas for them too we also have a goldfish goldfish now flossy uh, that's unbelievable. My son got a Master Marlowe, the eldest, from his godmother. He got a one of those carnival goldfish type things, um, and it was we got that before Halloween. And Dad has been the only one taking care of it. And um, she, a young lady named Flossie, uh, she has survived all the way through Christmas. So she's going on two months old. Uh, if you had told me that I was going to keep her alive for more than a week, I would have been shocked. And I'll tell you, she does not look particularly delicious. So I'm not sure what's in it for me. But I've been uh, giving her a lot of TLC and she had her first Christmas. So Flossie's first Christmas. So um, it was good for us. Um, One thing that's interesting that I think is a good segue back into the news, um, which is it it wasn't really the Omicron Christmas, but it was kind of a China Christmas in the Marlowe household. And I didn't check and please every present, but... Uh, so many made in china presents uh, flying around sometimes for the adults but mostly for the children and the adults are all very sweet and everyone wants to bring the kids presents because i've got the three-year-old and the almost two-year-old uh and so it is just a present bonanza i mean it is uh like a like a clown shooting a present cannon at the kids and it's fun but then you notice how many of them are just cheap made in China, semi-crap. And I, I'm not totally free from blame on this too because a lot of stuff, is just the way, that's the way it works. And I was thinking about this in the context of I had another revelation over the weekend when I was driving around. I was thinking about the concept of TikTok because I've been on a pretty big social media hiatus. I'm really only using it now for work purposes and extremely limited. Uh, almost no social media time that doesn't have a direct work-related purpose because I think it makes people unhappy and it deludes them uh, from reality. As you guys know as i've discussed in the show many many times and i i was sort of feeling like I'd, I'd solve something um which is that TikTok really does appear to be chinese mind control it really does um it is designed to cater to the worst instincts of the human mind but in particular the undisciplined adhd american mind uh, the way we've gone from uh you know being able to you know have uh, learn the classics, learn multiple languages, uh, have a discipline, have hobbies, and take patience, to we just sit there on our phones and we have this thing that I refer to as scrolliosis, where you can't stop scrolling all day. And TikTok appears to be just the ultimate firework show um, to distract the ADD-minded person, and it's run by the Chinese government. And that seems like it could be... Maybe the thing that wakes people up to social media that this can't be good for our brains to be doing this all the time. If you've ever watched a younger person use TikTok, um, it is uh, unbelievable. It's so much even more intense than a video game to watch the intense scrolling and the pop, pop, pow of the whole uh, thing. And, of course, for the source fund of freaks, I'm not being 100% literal, but I do think that it had to have been a part of the Chinese uh, a design of the thing to realize that Americans are going to get hooked on this and then they're going to waste a bunch of time. And that could be time doing anything productive. And that's that's TikTok. And I was thinking, wow, if we do this, then the generation now who is hooked on it, the younger, the Gen Zs, if they do too much TikTok, forget about are they going to create any art or how many great companies won't be started or how many great books won't be written because we're all wasting time on this stuff. Um, but maybe they're actually going to lose track of, motivation altogether and they will lose track of that discipline and hard work generally precedes anything worthwhile in life so i was driving around i was thinking about this and putting this together and putting um the hundred year marathon as michael pillsbury talks about chinese uh, globally ambition to take over the world now it's really gonna be a hundred year process and let's say we're 50 55 years into that so you know halfway to go um so maybe i'll see the end game of it in my lifetime and if, you know, if I take care of my health, what I'm trying to do, which is tough to do over Christmas, by the way, I did spend a lot of the weekend uh, trying to undo. I've been incredibly disciplined with diet and exercise for the last five months. And I basically tried to undo it all in like a 36 hour window because I got off to a late start maintaining my diet and exercise. And then I just basically ate like I was trying to put on weight for a movie. And I, I feel terrible about it. I feel like I'm confessing to you guys about that. You know, it just feels like I have to come clean about it. Anyway, I'm I'm digressing a bit. So I was thinking about this with TikTok, congratulating myself. And then I come home, got a smug grin on my face and I'm looking around and what am I seeing? I'm seeing a bunch of toys from China. And I'm thinking maybe the Chinese thought of that with the distracting toys from China, where not only are we, are we hooked on getting them in terms of, you know, supply issues and how we wait China to send them the toys and we send China the money and we don't do any of our manufacturing. We can't get basics because of China. But also they were, they're distracting other generations, even the pre-TikTok generations with their made in China crap. And I was thinking that I thought I'd, I'd cracked some sort of a code. And then I realized, well, the Chinese have been pulling this joke on me and people, my age and, and um older as well. Kind of scary, right? Because you know, I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek, but I'm mostly not. Am I, this is mostly all happening. And this is where we need to start thinking about what really does threaten the United States of America. And I think being distracted is very high on the list. And I think China understands that, which is of course our biggest geopolitical threat. Though not if you ask future President Kamala Harris, she does not think China is the biggest geopolitical threat. Let's play cut 5B from Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan, Mr. Gregg.
1: You take the presidential daily brief most days, you've said. I read it every day. I read it every day, and then most days the president and I actually do it together with um, our IC, with the intelligence community. What do you see as the biggest national security challenge confronting the U.S.? What is the thing that worries you and keeps you up at night? Frankly, one of them is our democracy, and that I can talk about because that's not classified. Um, it really does. I, I There is, I think, no question in the minds of people who are foreign policy experts that the year twenty twenty one is not the year two thousand. You know, I think there's so much about foreign and domestic policy that, for example, was guided and prioritized based on September eleventh, two thousand and one. And we are embarking on okay, pause.
0: the biggest threat that we have are Republicans who like Trump. It's January the sixth. That's the biggest threat. It's all of you guys who like Trump and thought the election wasn't totally above board, which of course it wasn't and some of your wackier relatives who thought it was a good idea to put on a beaver pelt and storm the capitol by storm i mean you know kind of walk through an open door and protest inappropriately like that that is the biggest threat not china not all the stuff i'm laying out not the hypersonic missile that's flying below uh, a level that we can detect completely not what they did to hong kong pulled off completely retaking hong kong and getting us all hooked on their sweet, sweet commie cash from Disney to NBC Universal to the NBA to Nike to all these sellouts to the Beijing Communist Party with no free press and world domination ambitions. Not that. Number one threat is you guys. You're the, the biggest threat because you're a threat to democracy. Biggest topic of conversation at the Marlowe household was the absolute present that President Joey gave to America and you knew it was coming you probably didn't know i would take 15 minutes to build up to it but i was a i was savoring it knowing that this was down the road from us joe biden was on a norad santa tracker conference call where parents can call in and speak to the president of the united states and it went exactly according to plan if you are this genius dad who made this phone call let's play 1a guys
1: have a wonderful Christmas. And
2: by the way, you guys have to be in bed by 9 o'clock, you know, and asleep between 9 and 12, or he doesn't show up. This isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I hope
3: you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well.
2: Okay. And let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Hey, by the way, where are you in Oregon? <laughs> Where's your home?
1: I think we lost him.
0: Oh, he can't even believe it. Yeah. No, we did not lose him. We gained him. Sensational. The president is so clueless. Is there a more clueless individual walking the planet than the guy who is? I mean, commander in chief of our armed forces. Clueless Joe. Clueless Joey. He was joyful the way he said, let's go Brandon, which of course is code for F Joe Biden. So live videocast, perfect holiday prank executed by a father who, of course, the left went online, tried to cancel this guy. He said he was not really trying to be political, but it was great. It was great. It was an Oregon father and they were online um, left trying to, to guess that this was a code for a vulgar slur, how Bloomberg put it, ABC, a vulgar insult, NBC was really upset right-wing euphemism for F. Joe Biden. They have no clue how to deal with this. It's a cultural phenomenon. This has happened. And thanks to NBC for giving us Let's Go Brandon with a reporter trying to convince us it was Let's Go Brandon and um, that was being chanted at a NASCAR event and not let, Let's Go. Uh, I'm not F. Joe Biden. Producer Greg is wondering whoever let that call through and whether or not that person still has a the job. They, they hadn't been fired, right? I mean, there's no way you could you could live through that that's you know, the greatest soundbite. Uh, maybe it's better than the original. You know, when the original F Joe Biden, uh, let's go Brandon clip happened, I announced for sure that will be the clip of the year. I don't even know if that's true now. Now there is competition. But that is a that is incredible, truly sensational. Everyone was so happy for me. My mother-in-law said to me that she was actually happy for me because of how she knew how much I would enjoy that. And I thought that was really nice. It's really nice sentiment at Christmas. So just perfect, right in time for a delightful Christmas. The adding of I agree, we got to do one more time, just so you guys can savor the I agree, Uh, producer Greg. Have a wonderful
1: Christmas. And
2: by the way, you guys have to be in bed by 9 o'clock, you know, and asleep between 9 and 12, or he doesn't show up. This isn't to you, Jared. (laughs) This is to the kids. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have a wonderful Christmas.
3: Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Okay. Merry Christmas, and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, by the way, where are you in Oregon? I agree. Oh my God.
0: Um, that's good. I I, I called.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I have got the three year old saying it now, and and sorry, call me a bad dad. And we all can't be Pete Buttigieg, but I did have the three year old make some call with family members, and uh, Master Marlowe announcing, "Let's go, Brandon." To everyone and I didn't get the I agrees yet I think in the future that will be become uh, the the traditional response because I corrected everyone when they didn't say I agree and they all knew exactly what I was talking about when I you say you're supposed to say I agree when he says let's go Brandon the, the correct response is let's go Brandon I agree just like President Joey had no idea what he what was going on he had no idea in the weekend of Bernie's presidency he's completely propped up the good news though is that if he ever were to step aside, we get Kamala Harris who said her biggest concern is Americans being out of touch with Americans. Think she's in touch? We've got a cut of Alec Baldwin giving a Christmas mask message for Santa. I, I haven't actually played this, but that's pretty, it's good, hard to resist. Play, play 2A for me, Mr. Gregg.
1: I hope that you're as lucky as I am in one department and that is, is your home, that you're home with your family. And I'm home with my family and uh um, that's all I've got uh, that everything really that matters is my family, my wife, and my kids who are so, uh, my life in every way. I don't have anything smart or original to say. Just thank you to the people who sent me these great wishes, and, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holiday to everybody, and, uh, be safe, wear a mask the booster wow wear a mask it he whispered it wear a mask. Santa Claus down the chimney without a mask oh my gosh Santa's gotta wear a mask
0: yeah yeah that's a good message to our kids if you whisper it it's serious if you whisper it the mask will all of a sudden start working after a year and a half of them failing uh the outdoor masks are back in my neighborhood really frightening we had a beautiful day um yesterday with my wife and children and really one of those pure wonderful days where everything went according to plan which does not happen when you have a one-year-old and a three-year-old uh and uh, the one downside was we went to a farmer's market and we had a great time aside from the outdoor mass outnumber the non-mass outdoors insane truly insane the establishment media trying to go after the let's go branding guy Uh, one thing that was also interesting is They're now interviewing the actual Brandon, the athlete's uh, Brandon Brown, or NASCAR's Brandon Brown. He's very upset now because he's losing sponsorships because of it. Um, I feel for him. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. It would be cooler, though, if he just embraced it, if he said, I'm part of something so unique and so incredible culturally. And I brought joy to the hearts of so many. He should say I feel like Santa Claus. I feel like I'm the person who brought the most joy to the most people this year. Did you catch, by the way, in Biden's uh, what he just said, you have to get to bed before 9 and go to sleep between 9 and 12? Uh, do any of your kids go to bed before 9 and then push it all the way to 12 for falling asleep? Again, just He says these things. He has no idea what he's talking about. Boris Johnson says getting jabbed for others is the teaching of Jesus Christ in Christmas message. That makes people more likely to get vaccinated. As they say over and over again, pro-vaccine. I also think that there's some true reverse psychology going on with some of these totalitarian globalist leaders i don't think jesus would have had that strong of an opinion about the jab and i think boris invoking jesus how on earth does he have any idea what jesus would have said about the jab outrageous and if he'd said the opposite if boris had said jesus doesn't want you to get the jab i mean it would be 24 7 non-stop conversation about it but when he says Jesus does want you to get the job, then we kind of move past it pretty quick. Um, all right. A few other news items somewhat unrelated to Christmas. I mentioned the carjackings back to back of Democrats, one in Philadelphia, one in Illinois last week. Is Senator Kimberly Lightford, her husband used a gun in self-defense during the carjacking on Tuesday night. Democrat using a gun defend, to defend the family, getting carjacked. Good for him if he had the gun for not shooting anyone and just letting them take the car, moving on. The right move if they weren't trying to hurt you. Then um, you know the first lesson if you follow any NRA training is to learn how to use the weapon, and then the second lesson is how to navigate the legal system if you actually have to shoot someone. So we'll see how long he's tied up, but it does show you that the second anti-second amendment people, the anti d or the pro defund the police people, they don't really mean it. If they're in a bad situation where the bad guys coming for their family, they want that gun. And they want the police. The insane hypocrisy does seem to be having an effect. One percent of California's pop- population moved out of the state in 2021. And those of you who have family out there, it feels like more. Feels like way more than one percent of your friends and family moved. Uh, but that's according to the data. And that's just it's just such a big number. Such a big number. Uh, other items, uh, Kamala Harris says Build Back Better is not dead. She's got hopes for it passing. I think it's good that she says this because it does keep all of us uh, on our toes. I, I think some of it is just a little bit of desperation because it was such a rotten year for her and uh, Joey Brandon. But let's play a clip. We got one 5A to Do it.
1: You're talking about the Build Back Better Act like it still has some life to it. As you know, Senator Joe Manchin said he's a no. You don't have the votes. You know, I was in the Senate for four years before I I, I came here. And I have seen the ups and downs in terms of legislation. I mean, those of us who study history, recent or or ancient, know that there are many times over the course of history where legislation was doomed to be dead and it still kept going, the Affordable Care Act being one of the most recent examples, of, or even the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act, Mm -hmm. now not deal where lots of folks said it was dead on arrival, but we got it done. So I'm not giving up. The president's not giving up. And frankly, the stakes are too high.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad she says that because it does remind you that the left is always going to try to cut a deal. And uh, many people, I don't trust Joe Manchin enough. And I've spoken to Joe Manchin, seems a good guy, seems like doesn't like the left, the hard left, the woke left that's now running the Democrat Party. But you know, you you can't trust him 100% with $5 trillion, especially when the economy is where it is. So that's a, a good reminder. Another weird one, I haven't deeply, we will as time goes on, but we haven't really gotten into the uh, bizarre Pennsylvania Senate race taking place where there was a, uh, a guy named Sean Parnell who seems to be a pretty mad guy. I think he's close with Don Jr., um, but had a really dramatic um, divorce going on, which is, um, it just sounds horrible. And I won't opine on it because it's always hard to know what's true in those cases but he's out now and that's kind of left the race right wide open and oprah's doctor dr oz is now running as republican even though he's tweeted support for crt and now he's supporting the trans swimmer leah thomas who is a man breaking all these university of pennsylvania records saying that we have to have compassion for trans adults well why can't we have compassion for all the women who are getting dunked on by this dude crazy and so this is where you got to keep an eye on these uh, on Republicans. Republicans need to be monitored very closely. I know it's very obvious coming from Breitbart, but uh, the Texas GOP tweeted a happy Kwanzaa message. Uh, I know that was a couple of years back. That's kind of been circulating. But, you know, like, there's all these things where like, like, like the wokeness is just so pervasive that if you don't keep an eye on the wokeness, then the wokeness will take you over. Um, Those of you who are inclined to use a search engine other than Google, and I encourage you, you should look up uh, Ian Coulter's Kwanzaa column that she posted at Breitbart last year. I think it's a column she wrote in the past, but uh, she wrote the Kwanzaa celebrated exclusively by white liberals is a fake holiday invented in 1966 by black radical FBI stooge Ron Karenga, a.k.a. Dr. Maulana Karenga, founder of United States. Of United Slaves, the violent nationalist rival to the Black Panthers. Panthers, Liberals have become so mesmerized by the multicultural gibberish they've forgotten the real history of Kwanzaa and Karenga's United States. I'm sorry, United, United Slaves. Interesting, right? And we just kind of go along with this stuff sometimes on the right, unless you're paying attention. So Dr. Oz ah obviously not paying attention. I don't know, maybe he'll be a terrific senator, but certainly not give me a lot of hope when he's... Uh, pro dudes beating girls in college sports and he is pro crt at least to some degree he'll get his head on straight by the time the people go to vote in the primary but it's not on straight now i'll tell you that i'm sure i'm not the only one who's noticed everything is getting expensive we're in the biggest economic crisis since 2008 and the government is printing trillions and trillions of dollars, and they want to print even more than that. Consumer prices are the highest we've seen in 30 years. Inflation is at a 40-year high, and it seems like it's here to stay. If the government continues its out-of-control printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world's reserve currency. So, how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, American Hartford Gold can show you how to hedge your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. They'll even help you move your existing ira or 401k out of the volatile stock market and into a precious metals ira and they make it easy they're the highest rated firm in the country with an a plus rating from the better business bureau and they have thousands of satisfied clients and if you call them right now they'll give you up to fifteen hundred dollars of free silver on your first qualifying order so don't wait call them now call 866-670-7660 that's 866 866- 670 7660 or text Alex to 65532. Again, that's 866 670 7660 or text Alex to 65532. Our first guest today is Jim Jordan. This is the first of what will be several pre-taped interviews that I say. Of course, we prefer to do live interviews, but when I have an opportunity to interview so many people consecutively, like Sarah Palin and Senator Cruz and Jimmy John from Jimmy John Sandwiches, as well as Jim Jordan and others. Um, You got to take it, and we bank them. Uh, We get into why Ohio is such a special place, which, uh, of course, I got a special spot in my heart uh, for Ohio. It seems like a Breitbart country, if there ever was Breitbart country. And the plan for the Republican Congress, assuming it is a Republican Congress starting next year, let's roll it. Jim Jordan is with me at the Turning Point USA America Fest, and I, let's start with Ohio. Yeah. Ohio really does feel like it's got the pulse of the people, and everyone has looked at Ohio as a sort of a purple area, definitely leaning more red now, but I feel a really deep connection that the people of Ohio seem to understand what's happening yeah, in this country does. more than just about any other state. Uh, is that just me because I'm a Breitbart guy, or is that... I no, mean- no,
2: I think, I think you're right. Ohio was always the bellwether state in a yeah. presidential election. It's now, uh, you know, solid Trump. Country, solid uh, uh, populist yeah. conservatism, yeah. which is where I thought our party, you know, I've always said I, I think our party should be uh, uh, a populist party rooted yeah. in conservative principle, and that, that's Ohio people. So, um, you know, went for President Trump by eight points in the last, in 16 and 20. Yeah. And so it is strongly a Republican, um, Republican state now with, with great people who, um, who love what's great about the country. And let's talk about
0: how that, some of the major problems that are affecting the country at the moment, play it in Ohio, because we're looking at inflation, we're looking at supply chain we're looking at still a dearth of manufacturing because it's been outsourced. We haven't corrected a lot of these problems that we kind of start identifying five, six years ago. Uh, How much progress do you think has been made?
2: Well, Joe Biden's made everything worse. I mean, literally, you can can go from uh, 12 months ago, we were energy independent. Now we have the president of the United States telling American companies to decrease production. At the same time, he's telling OPEC to increase production. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from stable prices to 40-year high in inflation. So uh, all that's happened in in one year under Democrat control of of the, of the federal government so um, now i still feel like our state is, is 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 doing well because we have this strong manufacturing base this, this strong agricultural base i always tell folks the district i get the privilege of representing um, yeah. west central north central ohio uh, 435 congressional districts in the country we're in like the top 25 in in agricultural uh, production and in manufacturing so um, it's that great Great mix in Ohio, the old the old adage is in Ohio you make things and grow things and that's what we do in in, in, in our in our district. So um, I think in spite of Biden it's doing it's doing pretty darn pretty darn well, but um, this inflation is just just, you know, real wages are down because inflation is up so high.
0: Yeah, and this is something that I think that when the public hears Joe Biden touting the gas prices are coming down, and he's simultaneously talking about how you're gonna have to tighten your belt a little bit, the public is left not knowing what's going on unless they're following sort of alternative media. Uh, But are you getting the sense that there's some Ohioans who are starting to think, wait a minute, maybe what the establishment has been telling me for all these years is not true after
2: all. Oh yeah, yeah, people see, you know, the the American people and folks in, in our great state, American people have common sense. They see through all the BS. You know, when when Secretary Mayorkas tells us, oh, the border is secure, we're like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, when when the President of the United States says, oh, if we spend another two to five trillion dollars, it will help inflation, everyone's like, what are you talking about? So they can say all the crazy things they want, but Americans get the truth. They have common sense. The American people are smart. So they're not buying this garbage that they see from the administration. And then when you couple all the bad policies, with the fact that they are weaponizing the government and attacking our First Amendment liberties, that's what really, I think, gets people fired up and probably what concerns me more than anything else.
0: So what concerns the Democrats and the Congress more than anything else seems to be January the 6th. You tried to get on that committee. They wouldn't let you. Uh, How long are we going to talk about January the 6th, for one? And for two, what do you think is actually going on with that committee right now?
2: No, it's the weaponization of government. Ten years ago, it was the IRS targeting folks who are like here at this this great conference, uh, folks who who listen to your radio show and and, and read your, your articles. Five years ago, it was the FBI going to the secret FISA court, altering documents, taking it to the court to get a warrant to go spy on President Trump's campaign. Two months ago, it was the Department of Justice saying we are going going to uh, use counterterrorism measures at the, at the FBI to go after moms and dads who were speaking up at school board meetings. And then it was, oh, we're gonna weaponize the uh, contempt power of Congress to try to put a good man, a friend of mine, Mark Meadows, yeah. in prison, the president's former chief of staff, destroy executive privilege. Sure. Because it's all designed to go after President Trump. And maybe more importantly, the people who, uh, in this country, who are pushing back against the left. Right. When you try to chill the speech of parents, for simply showing up at school board meetings and saying we don't want this curriculum, this racist hate America curriculum taught to our kids. I mean, that is as as wrong as it gets. Uh, To me, that's the the, the big concern.
0: Is it interesting for you because you're so close with Mark Meadows that they've sort of isolated on him, him and Steve Bannon. I mean, Steve kind of might enjoy it in some strange way, but Mark Meadows seems to be one of the nicer guys in Washington. It seems very interesting that he was the choice to really hone in on in a particular way.
2: Yeah, particularly a former colleague, a guy that everyone respects, a guy who did an amazing job both as a member of Congress and serving the president and he did nothing wrong, yeah. but they're going after him. And it's yeah. just, it, it shows the this, just the intense uh, lust for power right. and attacks that the left wants to put on their political opponents. It's dangerous, it is wrong. I mean, we've had executive privilege since 1794 sure. when George Washington first asserted it relative to the Jay Treaty information Congress wanted. And it exists, the Supreme Court's been very clear, it exists not for protection of the president, not for protection right. of, the, of, of the chief of staff or the, or, the, or the White House counsel, the national security advisor yeah. or the top advisor, It exists so that we the people benefit, the country benefits by having this candid conversations between the president and his his top advisors and it's it's wrong what they're doing.
0: So I wanna connect a few things because you have a book called uh, Do What You Said You Would Do and that is a message that you're gonna to have to live up to in about a year, because yep. it looks like you guys are gonna have a big win in the Congress, fingers crossed. And where do you start? Do you start with holding some of these Democrats accountable? Do you start with an agenda? Biden's still gonna be in there in all likelihood as president, so yeah. where do you begin?
2: No, you gotta do both, you, you, yeah. a great question. You, you have to pass the legislation that you would pass if you had the White House as well. So you pass it, it's not gonna get signed by President sure. Biden, but for example, you, you gotta add a minimum get rid of section 230 when big tech censoring of of, of folks like like you and i Uh, so you pass that uh, biden won't sign it because they actually like big tech censoring conservatives so you you pass good legislation won't get signed and then you also do the oversight that needs done so in our committee the first thing we should look at is this debacle that is the 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 chaos on our southern border Uh, we should have oversight that's legitimate uh, legislative oversight we should be looking at what the justice department really did do the the information that was passed back and forth when they decided to go after moms and dads in this whole school board issue. The, uh, the Ways and Means Committee should be trying to figure out how in the heck did thousands of Americans' tax returns get public? I mean, that right. is never supposed to happen right. in this country. So those are the kind of investigation, and maybe the top investigation, which I think will primarily be done out of the oversight committee is on Fauci and the wow. gain of function and yeah. the, the lab leak, which is the most likely scenario how we got of this course. virus. So those are the kind of oversight investigations that have to happen. Um, That's the kind of oversight you're supposed to do, not this crazy January 6th political attack that they're doing now. But
0: how about taking on some of these Democrats that really have abused power and tried to target Normal Americans, yep. and, and I'm not talking about just Mark Meadows. I'm talking about even some of these parents who you know don't like CRT and yep. you know, trans restrooms in their schools. That so they're getting treated like terrorists now in our country. Is there a way to start uh, investigating them? I, you'll probably be in charge of the Judiciary Committee. I mean, that's a. I
2: think that's. I think that's investigation along with the immigration issue. What the Justice Department is doing to weaponize the Justice Department, specifically the Counterterrorism Division, against moms and dads. Investigation that has to happen. And I've said all along, when the Democrats go down this road of kicking Republicans off committee, trying to put a good man in prison like Markman. As if They shouldn't do this stuff. But if they're going to, if they're going to cross this bridge, if it's good enough for one side, it should, be, it should apply to the other as well. So we're going to have to do some, some I think, really hard-hitting investigations and hold people accountable as best we can. We're, we're, you know, we can't prosecute anyone obviously and that's a good thing we have separate and equal branches of government but we got to get the truth out there and do the hearings where you can do the cross-examinations and get the, get the documents you need to make sure the American people have the full story
0: what about Adam Schiff in particular everyone wants you to investigate Adam Schiff
2: well I will tell you this he uh, uh, altered a document that um, that I had sent to the chief of staff sent to Mark a year ago and this is not the first time he's he's done those 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 kind of, you know, and he's and the one he spied who stood,
0: on members of Congress also.
2: Yeah, what he did to Devin Nunes. Yeah, I mean, re, at least in phone numbers, what what, what he did when he uh, when he read uh, the so-called parody about President of course. Trump during an impeachment, what he did when he stood there for months and months and said there was more than circumstantial evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia, which was complete garbage, and he knew it. And here's the scary thing. Adam Schiff, when he makes statements like that, is not just any member of Congress. He's not just any chairman of a committee in Congress, he's chairman of the Intelligence Committee. He gets additional briefings that no one else in the country gets, and so for him to assert that, it comes with added weight, and it was a false statement, as we all now know. That, that, that I think, just shows how wrong he's been on so many things.
0: I want to ask you about China, because I think China is the greatest geopolitical threat we face. They've got these hypersonic missiles that are apparently avoiding some of our detection capabilities. Very scary stuff, again, this barely comes up in our establishment media right now. In fact, there's a lot of pro-China talk yeah. that happens these days. You're in charge of the Judiciary Committee, your role in Congress grows. Uh, what is the message to China going forward?
2: Well, right now, unfortunately, I think the big takeaway in my mind is when you project weakness from the from the Oval Office, bad people around the planet will do bad yes. things. And I think we're starting to see that play out. And frankly, it started uh, several months ago, if, if you remember, when Secretary Blinken was in Anchorage yes. meeting with his Chinese counterpart. And the lecture. The, the, the dress down that the, the equivalent of the Chinese Secretary of State gave to our Secretary of State in the United States. On our soil. Secre- yeah, on our soil, was just so wrong. And, and you gotta ask yourself the question, would that ever happen to Mike Pompeo in a Trump administration? And the answer is, is no. And if they tried, Mike Pompeo would've got up and flipped the table over and said, you don't talk to the United States that way. And, and walked out, much like Reagan did in, in Iceland, several decades ago. So that's the problem. There is no strength projected from the Oval Office. Right At
0: Breitbart, we refer to that as the swirly summit because yeah, we yeah. think Secretary Blink got a swirly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a little treat for you, Congressman. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about the event today. You're speaking to typically younger people, America yeah. First, Charlie Kirk's group, Turning Point USA. Yeah, great group. Um, what is the message to a younger audience right now? I think people are coming back. They're getting fired up. I think there's a little bit of a lull yeah. after the election. The, what's the message to everyone?
2: Well, I, I think the message is what the left is trying to do to free speech. Yeah. Uh, every right we enjoy under the First Amendment has been insulted over the last year by the left. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about what they did to weaponize government against both the president and, and and now with, with parents. But then, you know, frankly, I'm encouraged. Uh, as, as you just said, Alex, uh, we saw what happened six, seven weeks ago in Virginia. Started with a few moms showing up at a school board meeting. Yeah. Next thing you know, it turned into Glenn Young is going to be the next governor of a, of a blue state. Right. We saw it with 12 jurors in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who stood up for the facts, for the truth, for due process and made the right decision. Uh, we're seeing it here with a record crowd of young people coming out to say we we care about this great country and the freedoms it has always offered its citizens and i'll probably talk about some some i've been reading some interesting books about uh, some great americans and and what they accomplished for this country and that that dream of setting goals and working hard how that's i think still alive and well uh, but we Any got a, top of
0: your head my audience loves that stuff
2: mccullough's book on the wright brothers he um he talks about when Thank someone uh, first chapter he Thank says you. someone once asked wilbur wright it's a great book i mean these yeah. these two guys did they yeah. were going to be the first to do it and they did it without taking a penny not one penny from the government and they were competing with guys in europe who were getting government help wow just old-fashioned perseverance but the book starts that, that's out. an ohio connection yeah. too. and that's how the book starts they yeah. said someone once asked uh, wilbur wright what it takes to be successful yeah. and he said pick out two good parents and be born in ohio and, and, <laughs> and uh the truth is though pick out good parents and be born in america right where if you have a goal and you have a dream and you're willing to work hard, it can happen. It, it can definitely happen. That concept though is what the left is gonna destroy if they have their way. Cause they're gonna destroy the idea of, of, of initiative and perseverance and goal setting and, and chasing dreams that's what's at stake and so i'll maybe try to share that with the with the group as well
0: last one for today do you have a plan in place for big tech i'm sure it's still percolating a little bit but can you share some yeah. where you're thinking right now three
2: things get, first get rid of the liability uh, the protection they have under section 230 that, that's step one step two expedited uh, path to get any trust actions to the supreme court if you, if, you, if you see some of the things Justice Thomas has written, he wants to address this issue, it seems to me. Let's get it to the Supreme yeah. Court and deal with the whole antitrust issue. That's a better place than, than having Biden bureaucrats at the FTC make these decisions. Yes. And then third, we're, we're examining a private right of action you can bring when you know big tech is censoring uh, your posts, your tweets, your, your content. So we think those three things empower you know, we the people. Uh, those are the three avenues we think make sense that we're looking at in the, in the Judiciary Committee.
0: Congressman Jim Jordan, do what you said you would do—fighting for freedom in the swamp—is the full book title. You guys should read that as well. Congressman, really appreciate that. You, Alex. All right, two guests today. Second one is Amanda Milius, who has been a regular on the show for a little while and someone I really admire because she is totally on board politically with the sort of America first populist conservatism, but also has a great Hollywood pedigree and is making her own art, which is really terrific. Uh, As you guys know, if you're a regular to the show, always fun conversation, always feels too short when she's on. Let's play this one. Amanda I was tempted to say Merry Christmas but apparently I'm supposed to say happy Kwanzaa now I was looking at the college Republicans <laughs> and the Ohio Republican Party and then some people were sending me some old old ones of the Texas Republican Party a couple of years ago so apparently we're just we're, we're the Kwanzaa party now
3: I mean I don't know what's wrong with these people I don't know who's running these accounts I don't know who's telling them to do that I it's completely insane it's a communist holiday that's made up it's not even you ask, like, any actual normal black person, if there's a celebrated Kwanzaa, they'll laugh in your face. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's just literally just complete, I hate to say it, but cultural Marxism. And it's just, you know, why? what's the meme about our party where, uh, you know, the only difference between the Republican Party is that <clears throat> it'll take us five years to reach exactly where the left is right now. Um, wow, I think it's what we're looking at.
0: Well, anyway, where did you spend your uh, your your Christmas, or where
3: are you spending it? Well, as uh, a sort of um, um, wayward Jew, as I tend to be, I went to my friend's house, whose um, <laughs> whose parents have been hosting all of the uh, the sort of uh, the the riffraff kids of Washington D.C. Um, at their uh, multi. Uh, denominational home for a long time. We do Thanksgiving there. We do Christmas there. There.
0: I was just wondering, was yeah. it in a free? It was. Was it in a free part of America or a post-apocalyptic part? As uh, I always end Well, at
3: least been. it was. It's Virginia, which I mean, at this point is a red state. So um, you know, I thought I was going to have to move. I mean, it's not. It's not the reddest state. It's still got no. all kinds of problems. But um, at least you know, there's places where it's somewhat normal i mean we're making bets on when they're going to do the dc mask mandate and i'm noticing people are aiming people are saying february 15th some people are saying january um or the vax mandate i'm sure they're going to do something yeah. awful in dc sure yeah but uh hence the reason i'm moving farther and farther into the virginia territory uh as possible
0: it's interesting with dc because dc has not done the vax mandate though they have brought back the indoor mask mandate with their own mayor doesn't follow and then dc also has i think the highest cases right now period for coronavirus so uh, generally when that happens the solution isn't to just copy florida as you should do uh the solution just has to be more mandates and it's going to be i think the vax mandate will 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 be there We'll, we'll be showing our papers in dc in no time. I'm actually kind of surprised it hasn't started. It makes me maybe I'm even optimistic about that. Like, why do you think they haven't gone there yet? Do you think they just know well, how unpopular thought, it is?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's that, and it's uh, it's weird because obviously, yeah, New York is just you know ground zero for. Uh, the new berlin uh you know showing your papers everybody's used to it they think it's fine yeah. uh it's also got surging cases uh again nobody's following florida which i was just in florida uh actually I, I i didn't spend the exact holiday there but i've been in florida for the last like week or so and it was as glorious as everybody says it's everyone's normal it's like going into a time machine it's fantastic I don't know why people aren't copying Florida. Um, I don't know why Republican governors aren't copying Florida. I mean, literally, you've got DeSantis as, in a lot of people's mind, in the lead as far as, like, who's the presidential candidate, and certainly the second option compared to Trump amongst any Republican conversations. And so you've got to ask yourself, what's Abbott doing? Like, what's what are any of these uh, Republican governors, like, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Like, what What is... What is the drawback to just mimicking every single thing that DeSantis is doing? I don't understand. It makes no sense.
0: No, it makes no sense. And by the way, no masks for over a year in Florida um, in terms of mandates. Right. And they're totally fine. And uncomfortableness about the masks, like it was a year ago that we were were done with it. I mean, I was in Florida just about exactly a year ago. Yeah. And it was people congregating and eating and enjoying their lives.
3: I mean, there's been, I've been, I thought the mask thing was a joke since like day one. I've had these like fake sort of mesh masks that um, this wonderful nail salon artist lady makes in Las Vegas, which is Um, where I was. My sister's
0: got got some of those.
3: Someone's going to like make me get on a a plane and wear something stupid on my face. Like, it's not going to ruin my makeup. I'm going to tell you that right now. But, um, (laughs) but uh, sorry, to not, to not go. Got to have your priorities. Quickly. The question that, yeah, exactly. The question that you'd ask is why is why is, is DC why haven't we reached Berlin status in uh, in DC yet? And you know what it is is because they don't want to live by their own rules. They DC is the is the ultimate place where rules are made and not followed. I mean, you know, it's uh, remember you've got half the Republicans have to be in the city every day. The the left is Democrats who make all these stupid rules. They have to be in the city every day. They know damn well that it doesn't mean anything, that it's not doing anything. Like, they don't want to be bugged by it. DC will be one of the last places to have the more draconian measures, because as per always with DC, it's the rules for, you know, rules for everyone else, not for us.
0: Interesting. Uh, For Amanda's website, you can go to patpmovie.com um for the plot against president movie which i hope you've all seen by now and uh, and a good gift which those is of you who are like overdue in a christmas gift yeah, yeah i was just about amen. to say it's a good amen.
3: christmas gift for, um for both your uh your parents and for any uh any wayward um uh college students that you're uh worried about being indoctrinated um it's very good at <clears throat> red pilling reluctant people. I've heard more more often than not, people say that that's what I uh, pushed them over the edge. But uh, but yeah, you know. Well, certainly.
0: Well, and 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 you know, you you can. It's a perfect gift for people who bought the Russia collusion narrative, um, and yeah. they hung they they hung with it. Like you know, uh, people in Breitbart land, we were off of it. Uh, you guys can go on YouTube or your favorite non YouTube video provider. In find my conversation on Bill Maher's show in the summer of 2017 yes. when I when, when I said we've, we've done this for an
3: appearance in the movie
0: in the movie I'm actually in the movie I don't say anything but my face is in the movie which is really which was a delight when I watched it because I didn't know that um but the I had that conversation with Bill Maher it, and I said we're nine months in there's nothing here so if you guys find something great let us know but I'm gonna move on because it's been nine months of looking and they looked for another three three four more years and. Ah uh, those people are probably the people who would best benefit from seeing your movie because they would see what it's actually is all behind it
3: yeah like wouldn't they I'm they a bit curious like what actually went on during those five years like that's the thing that I find so weird about it the lack of curiosity of people who you know I get it sometimes people believe things that go on for a long time that aren't true. I mean this is something that happened uh, on both sides you know there's people that believed in the Iraq war uh, 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 justifications. There's people believed sure. in all kinds of things. It's not just on the left, but once that belief has been well exposed as being incorrect, you'd think there'd be some sort of interest in, like, well, what did happen? And so, for that crowd, I, I offer <laughs> for the for the 80th time, the plot against the president on Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, and DVD. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, I've been pitching this about my book, Breaking the News, that it's better almost now for. Liberals. Yes. And I, and as I feel well. like that absolutely.
3: You know. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, it's the same pitch. True. It's the same
0: pitch. And I know not all of you have gotten all your Christmas gifts. So I know not everyone is Pete Buttigieg and buying their Christmas gift seven months in advance in anticipation of supply chain issues. So those of you who have a plot against the president, uh, I mean, I got a lot to get to with you today. Um, I we've been talking a lot about Alec Baldwin. Um, I don't know if you caught his incredibly powerful yeah. Christmas message where he says, wear a mask and get the booster, but he whispers it, so it's it sounds so weird. exactly like Joe so so, so, so so funky. Actors um, those, are
3: so weird, but he's going so over the, I mean, can you imagine, like, <laughs> they're already weird, first of all, and then something <laughs> like that happens, like, this you know, obviously quite tragic situation, and sure. he's under a great deal of stress. And, imagine how much weirder he's gonna get I mean this is what happens to these people they just become more and more eccentric and more and more bizarre
0: you know he also starts the message we talking about how his wife and his kids are everything which is I, I totally share that sentiment and I do lean on that when I'm not having a a great moment at work and you know I'm not nearly as public as Alec Baldwin but I'm you know a semi-public person and and, and if uh a days aren't going well you can remind yourself that you know if you've solid family life you're you're in good shape and in, in general, but then he throws in the breathy "wear your mask" stuff thing. Oh yeah. He's mental. Like I, it's got fooled for, for 30 seconds, yeah. but he's an actor. Yeah, that's the job is to fool me for 30 seconds.
3: Right. Yeah. And that's the perfect word. He's got. He's totally mental. Um, I mean, look, one thing I would say, he does have a good family. And so much is that I think we all saw in uh, any time that the press was, harassing him or i mean i hate to say harassing but actually asking him questions about what happened when he killed someone on the set of his movie that he was producing uh but when when he was being um aggressively questioned by the press i love it that they freak out when that happens to them like imagine being a republican like grow up guys but um but uh but one thing that was uh Several times, you know, his wife, Hilaria, was just like right out there just shouting with her phone. Like, you know, she is literally ride or die. I mean, she is like, <laughs> for whatever reason, like, she's, he's got like a really dedicated wife. So you got to say, like, that's, I got to, you know, say that's, that's pretty, pretty admirable. But, um, but no, the whole situation is just ridiculous and crazy. And he looks absolutely nuts. And actually, um, I can't remember if I told you guys this uh, before, but I might as well since it's Breitbart and I like to tell you guys all kinds of things. But you know, the woman that, that was shot on his, uh, on his film actually was, weirdly, weirdly enough, was worked on my first movie from when I was in college, uh, which happens to be a movie that was primarily about a futuristic movie, that had a very uh, there was a lot about guns in it the importance of guns was like very significant in it and myself being a brand new filmmaker that was basically still in school um, I had to go through very very careful um, you know as as one does anytime there's prop guns used on a movie but I, I specifically went through you know a great deal of training a great deal of work with the armor a great deal of discussions with the actors in order to even be allowed to have one prop gun fire at the, at the end of the movie, you know, and the, the existence wow. of, of various guns on the movie. And obviously the whole thing is about that. And obviously my father's known for being, you know, somebody who features lots of gunfire in movies. So um, I was very particular about it and very careful about it. And I even took the two main actresses out to the shooting range to teach them how to actually shoot real guns so that they looked like they knew what they were doing when they held them, because there aren't. Doesn't it drive everyone nuts when you're watching a movie and the actress has clearly never picked up a gun ever before? Yeah, it's very it, distracting. It drives me nuts.
0: It takes you right so, out of anyway,
3: it. Anyway, so last uh, last thing I'll say about that is just that I haven't talked about it because I haven't particularly wanted to make it political because I don't think it is political. It's just a, it's a safety thing and it's a taking thing taking guns seriously. And how how weird that someone like me who's grown up around guns my entire life you know, with the NRA, Eddie Eagle, uh, child safety manual and everything else. <laughs> you know, I managed to not do that and had the exact same. I mean, it's unfortunate. She was, you know, a really lovely person. I didn't spend a ton of time with her because it was uh, camera and Electrical Department. She wasn't the main DP on my movie. But um, I just find there's something there. I find that it's been, you know, it's very sad. Obviously I didn't want to say anything about it at the time, but it's, 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 I'm like, how, how did I manage at, at my first movie, you know, as a wild and crazy kid to not actually shoot anybody on the movies. And then lo and behold, Alec Baldwin, this guy, this, this holier than thou guy who even on Christmas is going to tell you to wear a mask. And I'm going to be getting medical advice from someone who killed yeah, people Safety on his own guy. film sets. I mean, yeah. it's just, inside. anyway, sorry. So I just had to, I, no, no, that's world. exactly what I
0: wanted. And for those of you who are uh, also unfamiliar with your background, we're always picking up uh, new listeners. Amanda's dad, John Milius is a Hollywood legend and also is known for, uh, he's a gun guy. Like he's a gun hobbyist and he has featured a lot of guns in his movies, but I I felt like you'd have a very clear perspective on this as a filmmaker. And
3: he's never done that. And I mean, he's been, I, I, I've been told that, uh, you know, he's, He's done, it was the 70s or something. He's like fire at the ground of somebody who he wanted to like, I mean, I don't think he actually did that. But um, he. there's all kinds of legends about like stuff he would do, telling people to, you know, there's that great uh, <clears throat> scene in the documentary about him where they describe how he didn't like the voiceover that uh, Martin Sheen was doing in Apocalypse Now. And so he uh, brought a loaded gun into the uh, recording studio and said, put your hand on it. And now do the voice. Wow, so, that's exciting. Yeah, he's got he's got interesting uh, methods, you know. And obviously, he wasn't directing that movie either, which is what makes it hilarious. Um, wow, but,
0: yeah, that's that's right. He's the writer on it. He's not the director. Yeah. That's so funny.
3: <laughs> the writer shows up. With a loaded gun, puts it puts it under the star's hand, and is like, "Okay, do the VO now." Now that's how I imagined it.
0: Okay, but, so, uh, so yeah, I wanna, with all are, that
3: all that kind yeah. of craziness look we and, and 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 you know knock on wood uh uh you know there by the grace of god go anybody but nothing nothing like that's ever happened there's been no no just silly tragedies that were avoidable um on movies because people who are around guns who understand guns take them seriously
0: um i want to mention a couple of china stories that china state media is attacking hollywood <laughs> saying, that, saying that they're pushing distorted values i love, values. It. I love oh, it too so because amazing. hollywood of course Isn't is, is pandering I've
3: ever seen? yeah
0: yeah because because hollywood panders to china constantly it's non-stop it's every possible uh, opportunity they can take to pander to china they do and china just you know trashes them in their own press uh, your your reaction amanda
3: well I t- is this the same thing as when we talked about the saudi arabia thing where it's like the only thing America is not going to be able to turn around Hollywood because Hollywood doesn't even like America. So there's no there's no way that our market is going to be able to put any kind of pressure on Hollywood to fix it. The only thing that's going to do it is, like I said, is when these actual authoritarian countries get too much of a whiff of their wokeness. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. No, we're not having the homosexual black character, uh, you know, weeping over the atomic bomb. Yeah, that's that's not going to fly. Sorry. Like the fact that that's what it takes and that, that, that Hollywood is so filled with like these generic millennials who have never been anywhere, by the way. that's the other reason they hate the United States is because they have no idea what it's like to live in any other country. They've never spent significant amounts of time in any of these other countries. They don't know anything about They're just like they just assume the entire world is woke because they've been told that, you know. So that's what's going to make Hollywood uh, finally I mean, I don't know that they're fixing it. My hope is just that it decays into the ground. Um, that is just hilarious. I mean, literally the last time you and I talked I think I was snickering about the Saudi Arabian uh, uh, refusal to have some of their wokeness in their movies. Right. And that's that's yes. the only thing they're going to listen to.
0: Yeah, it is true. And it's not going... Great for Hollywood, at least in terms of reputation. I mean, are you following any of the Oscar movies? Or Because I'm told Will Smith is going to win an Oscar, and I'm supposed to care very deeply about this. And I, I just oh, I, I don't. I I, I I, just don't. I try my best to keep up with the culture, Amanda, as you know. And that's part of why I have you on the show, and I do cultural segments several times a week. And it's just, it's just who cares? I mean, do people really care? Does anyone care?
3: I mean, not... I, you could have i forgot it was even coming up oscar season like that's how much i care but um i will care for you uh, so that your listeners don't have to is one thing i, do <laughs> I will jump common. into the oscar spirit <laughs> and i will get into it so that nobody else has to i'm not, look i like to sacrifice for your listeners i i i willingly walked into the james bond movie and paid money for it so um I will do the same on on the Oscar list, but, um, you you can feel
0: free to uh, expense that $12 to me. I I will reimburse (laughs) you right away.
3: I think I was on a date. so I think somebody else paid for it anyway. Um, but, um, the, uh, no, it's, I, makes, I'm, I'm happy to jump into it. I think, um, it's going to get even weirder because obviously people care less and less about award shows and, um, and again, I don't know how much stranger and more woke and like weirdly, like, you know, the, the uh, award ceremonies are always their opportunity for sort of like the new the new setting of standard of uh, of their woke performances. and I, And I wonder how much stranger can it get? And so I guess we'll find out. That's the only reason why I'm curious about the award shows this year. Is you're like, where, like, what kind of seance are they going to do now? Like, what, where is this going? Like, it, it seems like it's gone so far that there's <laughs> nothing more woke that they can do. But so I'm curious. No, they always it
0: figure going. it away. The, the, then Stephen Colbert does his vaccine dance, and then you think, well, now they can right, keep Right Like going. after
3: that, like what? How, where do you go from there?
0: Right? I don't like, know. They had it
3: the other day. They had the singing nurses at the White House,
0: and with the inconsistent masking—about a three quarters of the mass and a quarter didn't—and and none of them could dance. I, I mean, if they could dance, I would have been into it. But none of them could dance. They were barely even shaking. My two-year-old is better oh, moves. God. It's the it's the, the oh. these nurses. guy they got to learn how to groove if they want to groove in front of the whole nation. Um, Amanda, let me ask oh. you about this this point that. Um, uh, uh, Nicole Kidman was making about ageism in yeah. Hollywood. A- after 40, you're done. I want your take on this because I-, I feel like Nicole Kidman is one of those actresses that's in some of my home movies. Like she's in so much. It's, I feel like I can't turn on TV without seeing her. And she seems to look better than ever. So I don't, yeah. I, maybe well, she's well, right, but I don't know.
3: Uh, like, what, what do you think? Okay. Well, she's obviously, I mean, Nicole Kidman has always been one of the most stunning people that's ever existed. I've always thought of her as kind of more of a throwback actress to the, the greater sort of golden Hollywood era when when actresses were chosen for their uh, facial features, their acting ability, and their uh, sort of ability to emote and, and just their beauty. And, um, not, you know, by whatever, like, unattractive producer they may have found at the nightclub to convince them to be in, in a movie, which is, I guess, how they pick actors after the uh, end of the studio system, which is a real shame. Because, um you know, you go from Grace Kelly to, like, you know, half of the like, actors they have today, which is... Uh, anyways, but on Nicole Kidman, here's one thing. She's been blessed to be one of the most absolutely beautiful people on the planet. She's had an incredible yeah. career. I think she should continue to have a great career. I think she's a great actress. Like, fine. But here's the thing. I find it hard to feel bad for a group of people who in their youth and beauty knew damn well that their career was probably about 10 years long at best, went into it anyways, and then are now like like whining about how... it's like It's like if you talk to a model and then the model tells you, Well, it's been five years and I just can't get any work anymore. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe I'm not getting hired anymore. And you're like... You walked into an industry that is based solely on what you look like. You did that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love actors, I mean, I love actresses. I think they're incredible. They're, they're everything. But, I mean, Nicole Kidman's a different story. She should, she should be, you know what, she's very, very talented. She should obviously continue to do things. I, I think what she said, I understand the point that she's making, but it's a little hard for me as someone who grew up in L.A., who specifically chose not to go to the auditions, like, right? Yeah. Like, I specifically kicked my feet and screamed and said, no, I refuse to do this weird thing where you walk into a room and pretend to be someone else and then strangers clap for you. I find that very odd and disturbing, and I don't want anything to do with that. Now, not everybody is going to be like that. Obviously, we need, you know, the film industry must have people who are gifted at acting and who do that. And, and you know, I have a great deal of respect for the art because I could never do it. But yeah. it's weird when you're when you're told by a, a sort of collection of the most beautiful women in the world, like, oh no, it's, some people don't like me as much and I'm not making as much money after 40. When you're like, yeah, I remember saying that to you guys, like, back when I was like 18 and everybody was sort of taunting me because I wasn't going on auditions where I was like, yeah, but whatever career I choose, I'm going to be doing it the rest of my life and I'm not going to have to be like worried about uh you know uh time dictating my ability uh yeah that you guys picked that sorry
0: yeah and it's also again as i say with her being a a the spokesperson for it it seems like she's one of those actors who i actually thought was kind of overrated and now i don't i've actually become more appreciative totally. of nicole kidman in particular over recent years it, it, it's very odd and it, again i i grew up hoping to be a professional athlete until you know i was 18 and it became right. very clear i was no, not going to be a professional you athlete. know
3: what it's the exact same thing it's like having a, a, a like there's certain professional athletes that are going to play until they're 42 and there's yeah. others that just aren't but you're not going to hear
0: Age but even it's still even 42. Like, I, I mean, there's right. a lot of ageism, I guess. And, you know, professional in the, in the NFL. Uh, P-A-T-P movie <laughs> plot against the president. A great Christmas gift for all the libs on your list at Amanda Milius on Twitter. She's also good on Instagram, too. Amanda, we really appreciate you so much. And we hope you come back soon.
3: Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. I got American parts.
1: I got American fans.
0: That's all for today. Thank you to Little Boss Greg doing the producing along with producer Greg today. And we'll have another great show for you tomorrow. So thanks for telling 10,000 friends and family members about the show. It is how you get the word out and how we can grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger and better for all of you. We're back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.